Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is another episode of Offside Hockey Talk, a draft special. Sitting down with my friend from way back in the Puck 7-7 days, Mr. Josh Tesler. Josh, how's it going today, buddy? Uh, good, good. And uh, yeah, and thank you guys so much for having me on. Not a worry at all. Of course, my co-host right beside me, right there in the next window. Don't know where he is on your screen, but he's beside me this way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is Mr. D4 Dylan Fournier. right there. <laughs> yeah, he's somewhere in this boxed area, um, depending which way you go on the camera. Dylan, how's the night treating you, buddy? It's awesome. Uh, great to have Josh on. Uh, looking forward to asking him some Leaf questions. Yes. Well, in case anyone does not know who Josh is, I don't know why you wouldn't. He's an amazing guy. But... He is an NHL draft scouting analysis and data tracking director of scouting for smart scouting and host host of smart talk host. Wow. Cannot speak. Um, so he is the man, the myth, the legend. He's the guy you want to pick his brain a little bit on the draft. Uh, I'll ask you right out of the gate. First live draft in two years. What's the vibe like around Montreal? How are you liking it so far? And are Montreal Canadians fans going to get a little Shane Wright action? Or are they going to be uh, disappointed in who's going first? Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, sure. So it's, I mean, it's funny because I, um, yeah, because I really haven't left the Airbnb that much since getting in. And uh, I mean, I've been, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been working nonstop going from my, uh, um, you know, uh, sorry, you know, going from my day job back, um, um, you know, back to smart scouting. And so, um so, I mean, so, yeah, so I've been pretty much wrapped up the entire day, but, uh, you know, but, you know, we have been asked uh, a few times now by like various people, you know, I mean, and, you know, and like they didn't, you know, I mean, like, and they, you know, and they didn't know who we were, but, you know, more of like a, uh, oh, so, you know, also, oh, who do you think like the haves are going to take? And, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, and I, you know, and I cannot see them passing on Shane Wright. Like, I just, like, I just can't see it. But, you know, uh, you know, but there is talk about uh, Uri Slavkovsky, you know, potentially going to them. Um, you know, I just, um, you know, I just think that Shane Wright, you know, makes a lot more sense for the Habs. You know, you're getting a, um, you know, you're getting more of a methodical playmaker. And, um, you know, and, uh, you know, and he scans very, very well. And, uh, um, you know, and I, you know, and I think, you know, and I think some of the reservations with Shane Wright this year were more of, you know, around like risk, um, you know, and at, you know, and at times he just, you know, he just wasn't making the riskier, uh, you know, um, playmaking decision. And so, um, you know, and so, you know, and so that definitely, you know, hurt him from like time to time in terms of, you know, in terms of the uh, media draft perception, so. No, definitely. Yeah, it's good to hear, you know, obviously everybody wants the first draft in two years. We want big bangs. You want things to be, you know, where they need to be. Montreal drafting Shane Wright. Um, there's a lot of rumors that they may be chasing down the second overall pick as well to make a big splash here. Um, what do you think so far, Josh, about this draft and about the Montreal Canadiens possibly trying to sneak their way in to another pick, maybe to do what the Sedin's uh, kind of deal was in Vancouver. Um, I, you know, I don't, you know, I don't see it. I mean, I mean, like the so, I mean, like the thing with Uri Slavkovsky is that, 
you know, he, you know, he can be a very, very dynamic power forward, but, you know, but at the same point, you know, I, um, you know, there's been, in, um, you know, there's been a, a lot of hype, you know, about, you know, about his, uh, sorry, um, sorry, about his play and, um, you know, and after the Olympics, you know, that's where, um, you know, that's where the hype really, really, uh, took off. And, um, you know, and from a Olympic standpoint, you know, he was definitely facing competition, um, you know, that wasn't, uh, you know, that wasn't as consistent, you know, what, um, you know, what he did on, I mean, what he did on international ice is very, I mean, is very, yeah, sorry, is very noteworthy, but it's, but it's noteworthy from a international fan perspective. And I, you know, and, and I think, you know, and I think that like the fandom from, you know, from the Olympics, just, you know, I mean, you know, just like sort up uh, his hype. And so, um, you know, and so I just don't, you know, and so I just don't see it. I mean, like the Habs have, uh, you know, I uh, three picks in the first, I can't, you know, I, I can't actually remember off the, the top of my head, but, you know, I mean, they also, um, you know, but they also have a few second rounders as well, you know, and they can, you know, and they can always, uh, you know, and they might always be able to pull off, you know, a, uh, um, you know, a two for one, um, you know, and get back up into the first round and, you know, and potentially the Leafs could be that team. So, you know, it's just, um, you know, it's just a matter of basically just who, I mean, you know, basically who falls, um, you know, and for, you know, and for the Leafs, you know, it's mainly going to be, okay, which guys do I mean, sorry, do I see being a long-term um, offensive upside play? And, um, you know, and, and so I don't want to see the Leafs go for NHL certainty because, you know, because like, you know, if I, you know, because if I take, sorry, you know, if I take a guy who has higher NHL certainty, you know, great, you know, you know, great. There is a good chance of him playing in the NHL for a while, but from an upside perspective, you know, even, you know, even if you do swing and miss, I would rather see you swing and miss and tar like, and like, and target someone that you really, really, really like. And, you know, and that can be a dominant playmaker. And, you know, and so that's why, you know, I, you know, I, per, you know, I prefer certain guys for the Leafs over, um, um, you know, over, you know, over a few prospects, you know, that have been getting a lot of hype lately for them. So. All right. Well, I know Dylan's got a couple questions here for you about the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm going to let them fire off. I'm a chatterbox. So I'll ask questions all night long and not give up the mic. So Dylan, fire <laughs> some questions, man. Uh, Josh, I just had a question. Do you think the Leafs, uh, have a position that they would like to focus in mind for the first, uh, for the first round pick, or do you think they just pick the best available player? Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I don't see the Leafs going after a certain position. That's just not really their style. Ideally they want, I mean, you know, I mean, I, you know, ideally they have, you know, like player, um, you know, like player types that they are trying to go after, but it's more, um, you know, but, uh, you know, but I really doubt that Kyle Dubas is going to go for, you know, a, um, you know, for a positional need, 
you know, they, you know, the Leafs always, you know, seem to draft BPA. And so I just, you know, and so I just don't see that. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so my next one, do you think if say they have a player in mind in the first round and they, it's, uh, they're not there anymore. Do you think that they use that first round pick to move down and get uh, a couple of picks either in the second uh, second round or the second and third round so that they can pick uh, some uh, talent in that round? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I could definitely see that. And so, um, you know, and so the Leafs have multiple trade partner, um, I'm sorry, trade partner possibilities that have multiple second rounders. So you got the, so you've got the Coyotes, you got the Habs, the Senators, Chicago and the Ducks, um, you know, in the, you know, in the case of the Habs, um, you know, I, you know, I, you know, I think that that is a good, I mean, so like, it really depends on who is left on the board for the, I mean, for the Habs. Right. So, um, but you know, I, you know, if they, I mean, you, you know, if they, you know, if they value someone high up on their board, um, you know, this is, you know, I mean, you know, this is the time to go for it, you know, because you I mean, I mean, because you have so because you have so many draft picks and, uh, you know, like the same thing with the, the Coyotes as well. I mean, you know, at a point, um, you know, I mean, you know, at a point, it just makes a lot of sense to just, um, you know, to just use your draft capital and trade up. Um, so, yeah, so, um, you know, so and I, you know, and I could and I could definitely see multiple. I'm sorry. And I could definitely see multiple of these teams, you know, trading up, um, you know, and trying to bulk, um, sorry, and trying to bulk up on, you know, another late first rounder, um, you know, and get, uh, you know, and, and get some prospects that they, that they value highly. I mean, you know, there's, I mean, you know, there's a really, really good chance that you see a lot of talented players fall, you know, um, and I'm very, very sorry about the planes going, uh, um, overhead but uh <laughs> no, don't um, worry man that, that's an awesome adds to the uh the whole allure of you being at the draft so <laughs> yeah, yeah man but you know i could definitely see guys like you know um sorry i could definitely see guys like uh i'm sorry like i'm sorry like jagger furkers fall uh you know Br- you know brad lambert uh Noah osland uh you know philip meshar yuri kulik um, you know, so I, you know, so I think there's going to be a lot of talent that, you know, you know, that has the potential to fall. Um, you know, I think, you know, I think when you see teams draft for NHL certainty, you know, you are, I mean, you, you know, you are always going to see those, um, so you're always going to see those prospects, you know, um, with more offensive upside fall, um, you know, and so that, you know, and so that's where you look at guys like, you know, Fergus Lambert, um, you know, to, um, you know, to, you, you know, to pick there as, you know, as there is a solid chance of them falling. Right. Definitely. So you look at this draft here, obviously there's a lot of movement that could happen. Shane Wright going first um, seems to be more and more of a lock as the days go forward. Even after Bob McKenzie dropped the, uh, you know, Slikowski going first overall bomb. Um, Logan Cooley's there. We're talking about names that could be moving around, like Brian Lambert, Frankie Nazar, uh, Rucker McGorry is another guy that's I've seen as high as 15, and then as low as you know, I would say low, but as up as 27. Um, for you, look at the Toronto Maple Leafs. 
Is there a name that comes to your mind that they are looking for that they want to hit on, whether it's a Hunter Height, whether it's a, obviously a Brad Lambray if he gets that far, um, or is it someone that maybe we haven't mentioned yet that you're like, if the Leafs get this guy, we are rocking and rolling? Or is there a, I guess, an order of sequence that goes where the Leafs say, you know what? No, we're going to trade this pick, get a couple of extra ones later in the draft. We'll move on. So is there an A or a B here? See, I see. I do believe that the Leafs will end up trading back. Um, but, you know, in the rare case where you have, for example, Brad Lambert on the board, I don't, you know, I, you know, if, if I am a Leaf scout, I am banging on like the table for him. Like, give me, like, give me Brad Lambert. Like I, so, um, you know, I, I just, you know, I think that, you know, I think the concerns with him, you know, I, you know, I think, I, I don't want to say they're overblown, but, um, you know, but, you know, but he definitely did ha- have a lot of, uh, you know, um, sorry, he definitely had a lot of games where, you know, he just wasn't producing, um, you know, from a offensive, you know, point of view, but, you know, but that was more in testament to, you know, the guys that he was playing with because, you know, especially in the latter half of the year when he was with the uh, Lati Pelicans um, and uh, sorry, and, and I'm sorry if I botched that, um, but yeah, so, um, you know, so with the Pelicans, you know, he wasn't, you know, like he wasn't really, really surrounded by, you know, like top, I'm, I'm sorry, like, you know, like solid, like top six guys. And, um, you know, and, you know, and there were also times where Lottie ended up moving him to the wing, um, you know, and, and, you know, and, and Brad Lambert, you know, very much excels from, you know, uh, I'm sorry, from a transitional perspective, um, you know, he, you know, he does a great job in terms of being a puck facilitator down low and, you know, and, you know, and when you move him to the wing, he's just a little bit out of place. And it just and it, and it just doesn't really make sense, um, you know. And so that's why, um, you know, I was very much excited when I saw the uh, Seattle Thunderbirds news, um, you know, that they had traded for his rights. You know, I would love, you know, I would love to see Brad Lambert, um, you know, in the, you know, in the dub next year, um, you know, and he, you know, and he would be on a great Thunderbirds team, you know, that's, um, you know, that's already got great pieces like Kevin Korchinski. Um, you know, they got Reed Schaefer, uh, they got Jordan Gustafson, you know, so they got, um, you know, so they got a lot of talent from this particular draft class. Um, and yeah, and I, yeah, and I would love to see Lambert with them. Um, you know, and they've also got, um, sorry. And they've also got, uh, Jerome Aginla's kid coming up. Um, so yeah, so there's, um, yeah, so there's a lot to be excited about for the Thunderbirds and, you know, and I, you know, um, you know, and my guys have said all year that, you know, if, you know, if Brad Lambert, you know, um, was in, you know, was in the dub, you know, he, you know, he would definitely be a top five, top 10 player, like lock, you know, I mean, you know, like lockdown for, you know, for sure. And, um, you know, and I just think that he was in the, you know, and, you know, and I just think that they just took the wrong path. So, you know, but, um, you know, but there's, you know, but there's a lot of, um, you know, but there's a lot of good playmaking there. 
Um, you know, and he's, you know, and he's great from a transitional perspective. Um, yeah. And I, yeah. And, and if he is there, yes. Like take, take Brad Lambert, take Brad Lambert. Um, you know, but like it, you know, but like it really ultimately depends on who, you know, and, you know, on who's there, um, you know, another guy that, you know, um, you know, another guy that I like for the Leafs, um, you know, would definitely be Noah Oslin from, uh, sorry, from your garden. Um, uh, you know, I, you know, if he's, you know, if he's on the board, you know, I would consider taking him, um, you know, but, you know, but with, um, sorry. And, and there's another play, <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, but, you know, but it all, you know, but it all depends on who falls, you know I mean? Like there are a lot of guys, you know, um, as you know, uh, sorry, especially when you look at like the defensemen that have, you know, that in my, in my eyes have a higher level of NHL certainty, um, you know, and I could definitely see going, you know, um, you know, anywhere between, you know, sorry, you know, anywhere between like eight and like 25. And so, you know, and so there's a good chance that, you know, someone, you know, I mean, you know, that someone falls, you know, out, you know, and, um, you know, and the, you know, and the more that fall out, you know, um, you know, it would be very, very, um, Sorry, it sorry, it would be very, very good, you know, for you know, I mean for the like the Leafs to trade back, um, you know, and get, you know, and get multiple draft picks. So I mean, like, you know, it, it just, you know, it really depends on, you know, how, you know, on how the first round really shakes out. And so, you know, and so when you get to pick twenty five, you know, you go from there. Awesome. Um now I I went to Twitter and I asked uh some people what they would like to ask and alan peterson from twitter asked who are you primarily scouting and why uh yeah so for me i mean i mean yeah so for me i am a worldwide um you know crossover scout um but um you know but my i'm i'm sorry but sorry but my team scouts all over the world we have um you know i'm sorry we have crossovers in multiple different regions um, you know, and, uh, you know, and, you know, and we have, and we have people on the ground in, in both, yeah, in both continents. Gotcha. Gotcha. Is there a specific player that, uh, you think is outside of the top 10 that could sneak into the top 10? Uh, so I mean, like, I, that's tough. Cause I mean, like if you ask the smart team, you know, a guy like Cutter Gauthier, you know, for us, you know, is not, you know, is not a top 10 player, you know, but I could, um, you know, but, you know, but I could definitely see him going in the top 10. Um, um, you know, let me load up the smart scouting list because that'll, because uh, that'll help me out. Sorry, guys, just give me one second. Um, but, um, yeah, but yeah, I could, yeah, but, you know, I could definitely see Cutter Gauthier. Um, let me load up our rankings. Um, yeah, so we so we've cut our Goche at uh, number eighteen. Um, yeah, and I can yeah, and I can definitely see him going up. Um, you know, uh, I could see Joachim Kemo going anywhere between one to at this point one to twenty. Um, sorry, not. I'm sorry, not. I'm sorry, not one. Um, like um, sorry, like five to twenty. 
Um, you know, so there's, I mean, you know, so there's a, you know, so there's a huge range for him. Um, you know, I just think, you know, I just think he wrote a, uh, you know, he just wrote a, a goal scoring wave, you know, at the beginning of the year, um, you know, and most of it was five before, um, you know, and there's, and, you know, and I've been calling him, you know, uh, all like all year, like the ultimate mystery box because you because you simply just don't know what exactly you are going to get from him like he like he's going to be a you know he's going to be called upon as a top six contributor but you know I you know but I just don't like I, I just don't feel as good about him you know as um you know as some other folks do so um you know and I you know and I definitely think that you know he needs I mean like he really needs to exceed 5v5 for me to get really really jazzed up and I just haven't really seen that gotcha go ahead James all right so we got the draft coming on Thursday for you what does it look like how does everything shake out for you now getting to go to the draft where it's live uh what are you and the smart starting staff doing um how are you getting set up are you doing drafty interviews are you talking to anyone? How does that all look? Give us a little bit. Peel back the curtain, Josh. We want to know. Sure. So I mean, it's more, you know. So I mean, it's more fun for us. Um, you know, we're, you know, we aren't, I mean, like we aren't really working per se, but you know, we are doing a lot of networking. Um, you know, so that's, um, you know, so that's a big takeaway from this particular week. Um, you know, and you know, and we've, you know, we've been scouting these kids all, I mean, all year long and, you know, and we are just, you know, we're just looking forward to seeing how everything shakes out. So, uh, um, so yeah, so we, yeah, so we're, uh, um, yeah, so we are just looking to have some fun, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's about time. Everything gets back to a little bit of normalcy, you know, yep. being able to get out there and see people shake hands, kiss babies, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and, you know, just, just have that fun again. Right. I mean, yep. the thrill of everybody being there. Obviously, Batman's going to get booed as long as he doesn't have COVID for the 19th time um, <laughs> he shows up. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a great time. I can't wait to see everything shake out. Um, Josh, I want to thank you very much. I know you're super busy. So for carving out some time for us, talking about some of these players, um, where can everybody find you? And I definitely want to get you back on after the draft to <laughs> see what the Maple Leafs did and get your opinion on who they took. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so you can follow me at Josh Chesler and then there is a underscore following my name. Um, and then, um, yeah. And then you can also follow, uh, smart scouting at smart scouting. So that is, um, I'm sorry. So that is at S M a H T smart, um, which is like the Boston way of, <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah, sir, which is the Boston way of saying smart. Um, and yeah. And, uh, yeah. And thank you guys for having me on. Um, um, sorry, my team is producing a lot of content this week and, uh, yeah, and absolutely. I would love to come back on, um, uh, you know, fall, uh, you know, following the draft and, uh, yeah. And talk about who the Leafs took. I would love to do that, Josh. Thank you so much, man. Enjoy Thanks, this. Guys. Soak it all in and I hope everything goes smooth <laughs> for you. Yeah. And thank you guys so much for having me on. No worries. All right, guys, this has been another offside draft special. You know, this it's offside hockey talk where hockey comes to talk.